Jamal, I'm gonna do something a little different today. I'm finna start the show with a song that's near and dear to both of our hearts. You know. Oh Lord, don't know where this is gonna go. In honor of one Jimmy G Buckets, and the G stands for getting. Jimmy cooked the, the uh, Celtics. So naturally, we gonna start with a song by the name of Jimmy Cooks. Cue the intro. Yeah, life. Life is the only thing we need. They need me to go, but I don't wanna leave. Rest in peace, little kid. Fuck a pigeonhole, I'm a night out, it's a different mode. I'ma had to make a paint of six on a pinky toe. Heard you with a shooting guard, just let a nigga know. I would have your court side, not the middle row. All good love in a minute though. I can't stress about no bitch, cause I'm a timid soul. Plus I'm cooking up ambition on the kitchen stove Pot start to bubble, see the suds, that shit good to go Whole sound suave, but I can't get me cold Bro, think he John Wayne, I bought them yellow stones Love the way they hang, babe, fuck the silicone Everybody fake now, you could crack the code Bust down everything, set in rose gold Dread talking to you niggas, like I'm J. Cole I could tell her head good I even know bitch don't tell me that you model if you ain't been involved what's happening everybody it's the play by play analysis podcast it's your boy Devin Ashby SKA play by play if you know you know if you don't know don't worry about it D1 Ignite University is in the building Miami Heat um he's got a he's got a residence in Heat Nation obviously I hope everybody is staying cool in the midst of this heat wave that is currently gripping the nation right now because the heat is here to stay. Heat culture is real, it's alive and well. But shout out to Jimmy G's Jimmy G Buck's number one fan, Jamal Brown. What's happening, sir? Ain't no relief from this heat wave. In case y'all didn't know, the Miami Heat are going to the NBA Finals. 305, we ride. Heat culture, let's go. Um, yes, you know it's your boy Jay Brown. I am your resident Heat fan. I want y'all to know I'm a real Heat fan. I have been in this bitch since 2003. I was here before LeBron, and you clearly, you clearly see me be here after LeBron. So I, I just like to point that out to the people. Got a good show for y'all. Um, it will not be me only talking about the Miami Heat. I wish it was. I wish we could, but you know this isn't my show yet. Yet. Well, we don't know what we're talking about yet. You, you don't know that. We might just be talking about the heat. We're not though. But we're, we're exactly, <laughs> but exactly. You know, you see how he try to get my hopes up and shit. Right, right, right. Well, we got a couple of weeks to do that. Anyway, the NBA Finals is now officially here. It took a little minute to wrap things up, but we're here. At one point, it looked like we were going to get two sweeps, and instead, we got a classic. Game seven, the two best Six. words in basketball. That's what the hell we thought, at least. And then game seven actually happened, <laughs> you know. And honestly, Boston was better off losing in game six after than to show up and do what the hell they did on game seven. But we're going to get to that in a second. First of all, let's talk about the winners. Fuck, fuck losers. We, we ain't here to talk about losers. 
Um, the NBA Finals itself, the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. As a matter of fact, I lied. We're going to talk about the losers first because it's better that way. Let's talk about one Boston Celtics. Won't someone please think of the poor Boston fans? Fuck y'all niggas. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Jamal, I got to ask you, how does it feel to be only the second team since 2018 to win a game seven in Boston? You know what? That's just heat culture, man. Um, It's not heat culture to let it get to this point. I am disappointed that we let it get to this point. But I have all the faith in the world that we could pull it out. Because if we're being 100% honest, it took Jimmy playing god-awful for three games straight to give them a chance. And I understand, you know, he's human. He, he's allowed to have a bad game. But you're not allowed to have three in a row. And that, unfortunately, put us in the position that we were in. And when it came down to it, we have a veteran team. We have a veteran coach. And we just have a bunch of guys that are not willing to go down without a fight. And when it comes to game sevens, look, you can throw out all the previous stuff. You can throw the cards out the window. It is truly who wants it more for 48 and three, 48 minutes and two seconds. Fuck the 48 minutes. 48 minutes and two seconds shows me who's going to win, who wants to win. And one thing, there are two things I can say. One, we have questioned Jason Tatum's will on multiple occasions. We have never questioned the will of the Miami Heat nor any of its players. Right. It's different. It's different. We, we, we question the athleticism. We question if they can hang around with teams one thing we ain't never going to question is that will. You won't outwill them. You can outscore them, which happened three games out- in a row. <laughs> you can outscore them. You can out-talent them. Every now and again, you'll out-coach them because Spo not perfect, but he's still an all-time great. But one thing you're never going to do is outwill. That, that just does not happen. Pretty much. And I'm going to tell you, it was uh, – The series was interesting. I'm going to say that much. It, it, I mean, 3-0, and the first two games were kind of sort of competitive, and then game three, it just seemed like Boston didn't want to be there. And then suddenly game four comes, and they win, and it's like, don't let us win one. And I'm like, what if you don't shut your stupid ass up? And then they won three straight. But I'm going to tell you something. Let's, let's talk about something. See, I was wrong. I was wrong. You know, it is, it is extremely rare when I'm wrong, but I was wrong. I'm joking. I'd I be wrong. A lot. I'm not, I'm human, but I was wrong as hell about Jalen Brown. Wrong as hell. I said maybe he's the one that got that dog in him, and Jason Tatum probably like you know maybe Jalen Brown you know got the dog, and Tatum is you know got the talent, whatever. But I come to the realization, Jalen Brown's awful. <laughs> he he was he was trashed the whole series. If he was the shooter in 1963, JFK would be alive today. You know. If he went to the play with Abraham Lincoln, I think things would have gone a lot differently that day. Like, when when people say shoot your shot, you miss 100%. When they say you miss one, when they say you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Jalen Brown clearly took that personally because he missed 100% of the shots he did take. Damn near. Like, this is ridiculous. Man had eight turnovers. He, I don't, I think he played in Miami. I told you he wants to be in the three hundred five, but I, I it, hey, it's a little early, JB. It's a little too early. Look, Jalen Brown, especially in a ta- in a game 
where Tatum gets hurt early. And I'm talking really early. First play it of the game. Is, first play of the game. And I'm very happy that I'm not happy that he got hurt. I have I have eyewitnesses that said I wanted Tatum to get up. I didn't want to win that way. But hey, a win is a win. A win is a win. A win is a win. Win is a win. You know you know what JB stands for now? Until further notice. Calm down. Calm down there. I wasn't even gonna say that. What does JB stand for? Just bricks. Because that's all he was shooting. Just bricks. Just a yeah, bunch just of bricks. Me. He was out here building the comp- apartment complexes in the city of Boston. Definitely was. And this this is his game. This is your time to take over. Like, look, Tatum is out there, but he's obviously not not the same. He's obviously not a hundred percent. Who else are you gonna depend on? Al Horford? There is no reason Derek White should be the best guy on the court. Or Marcus Smart. I don't know if I'd ever trust a nigga with green hair. Actually, and y'all know the story. I've had beef with Marcus Smart apparently since I was about nine years old. Exactly. So it's, it's fuck Marcus Smart the long way. So there's no reason Derek White should be able to carry you offensively. That that's not why Jalen Brown, you're second team all NBA. You're shaking like a stripper, boy. Tighten up. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you. Derek White with that forehead, you know, I'm uh, it, it's like yo. He won he won the last game. Y'all lucky. He he was one box out away from a game six loss in Miami, which would have worked much better because there's no way game seven in Boston, historically, let's not even talk about whatever. Historically, there was a period of time where they won twenty five consecutive game sevens on their home floor. Then you go up into the 2000s, and they're still winning Game 7s a lot in general, whatever. Like I said, the last person to win a Game 7 on Boston's floor was LeBron, Raymond James in 2018. And even before that, it took a minute before that. So, like, two people in seven years, or, damn, what kind of math am I doing? Two people in five years. <laughs> and there have been a lot of Game 7s. So I learned something earlier today. Did you know that the Boston Celtics are basically the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA? Not quite. They won titles in the last. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because let me break it down for you. I feel like it's the Knicks are the Cowboys of the NBA. I feel like the Knicks are. Do you know how many titles that they've won since Larry Bird was in his prime? One. One. And also, that was was damn near two decades ago at this point. So, they, they're this historic franchise with quote-unquote great friend, fans and this great culture or whatever. Y'all haven't been successful since the early, since the early 90s. And yeah, you had a good run with uh, Boston, with, with uh, Paul Pierce and the original Big Three. Where have you been since? No, not even just... No, 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 no hold on. They haven't won, but it, unlike Dallas, at least they actually get there. Like they've been to two since the last title. Like they they won in '08 and then they went back in '09 and then it was kind of a dry spell when the big three left. But they were in like the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of those years against Spo and LeBron. I mean, yeah, I mean and yes, then they went to the finals last year too. So like it's not like I mean yes, but basketball is a different game when it comes to, in football opposed to that because football you only play once you know you have a bad day well then that's your ass right basketball it's a series so and we're not gonna lie basketball i'm not gonna say it's easier to get to the finals but if you're supposed to be there you get there now once you're there that's a whole different ball game the what i'm saying is boston's supposed to be this big bad uh 
this big bad dynasty and this big bad organization, the team that wasn't created until the early 90s has had more success than Boston in the last 20 years. And that team is the Miami Heat. I'm going to tell you, the godfather Pat Riley has now been involved as a player, coach, and executive. He has now been 19 of the last 25. Just 25. Oh, no, 25. Okay, 25. 25 times he has been in or been represented in the NBA Finals. 19 of them in our lifetimes. Yes, in our lifetimes, 19. So that, it's like, yo, all of our lives, all we've ever known is Pat Riley and LeBron James. Sometimes together, sometimes in different forms, but that's all we've ever known as grown yeah. adults here. And for y'all who don't realize how old the NBA is, the NBA is only 25. I'm only 75. Meaning Pat Riley is responsible for one third of the NBA finals. That's crazy to think about. That's crazy. That that is absolutely bonkers, wonkers, and bananas to think about. There's a reason they call him the Godfather. It's not just because he looked like a soprano. First of all, the Sopranos were inspired by Pat Riley. Let's exactly. Get Let's get that shit straight. Don't forget it. The man be doing it, whatever. But I'm going to tell you. So, Jimmy, I'm telling you now, this this run that he's been on, even though he 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 did have the, the dry spell for those three games, and we, we, we can't overlook that, whatever. Jimmy been on one. He's reminded me a lot of 2010 Dirk. Like, a lot. He's reminded me of that run that they made against the Heat that year. The only difference is Denver is probably not as strong as that big three. But we'll see what happens with that. But with that being said, the others, because heat culture is a real thing. The others on that team. Caleb Martin is a dog. He about to get paid. He about to get paid. Uh, allow me to re- remind everybody, because the media lo- loves to point this out. Caleb Martin's still under contract for another year. He's coming back. Now, what happens after that? I don't know. Caleb Martin has played his ass into a new contract. New contract. Gabe Vincent has paid has played his ass into a new contract. Duncan Robinson most likely won't be back, but can't nobody say he didn't have a good playoffs and he's done finessing the Miami Heat. If we be getting real, Miami Heat finessed themselves because they paid him and then stopped playing him. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know whose wife, daughter, whoever he fucked, but he, he had to do something. And then we Tyler Hero got hurt. Olin Depot got hurt. There was no other option. Tyler had to play. I mean, uh, Duncan had to play. And that's the point. He got his opportunity again, and he was ready for it. Because if he would have been playing like some trash, he would have been done for because Hero is coming back. Now Hero's coming back, and now you've got to consider playing both of them. You can't just put him back on the bench no more. And, and the thing is, Hero's got a hurt hand, and we don't know how well that's going to – your hand is is – Arguably the most important thing on the basketball court. Right. And it's his shooting hand. And plus, we don't know how well he really is. He he also hadn't played basketball in a month and a half. The man is rusty. He he's gonna be rusty. He'll he'll probably be a little out of shape. Not, you know, out of shape, but he'll be out of game shape because he hasn't played in a month and a half. So we we'll see. And not to mention he well, actually no. He's he's lucky 
because they said they have him scheduled to play back in game three. So he's going to avoid the high altitude of Denver for those first two games. So that might help him out. That His first game back will be in front of the home crowd. That could help a little bit. There's just going to be a lot of questions of what's going to happen in this series because the Heat are a small team. There's no denying that. I've been yelling at them to get some damn size for the last five years, but I digress. What people don't realize, these last two games, they stopped playing Kevin Love, who was arguably having a damn good playoffs. He was really helping. I think it was just a matchup thing because they're they're definitely going to play him against Jokic. There is no way you can't. There's no way we can walk out there because as big as Jokic is, we forget Aaron Gordon is 6'10". Michael Porter Jr. is 6'9". Uh, Jamal Murray, even though he's not a super big guy at 6'4", he's bigger than all of our guards. The this is a big ass team, <laughs> and 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 uh, Jamal Murray is strong. He he he's built. He's not a skinny six four. So you add all that together, Gabe Vincent is pushing six foot, maybe not entirely sure. Uh, Caleb Martin is like six five, okay, but Caleb Martin's a small forward. He's guarding Michael Porter. And then, and you know, Michael Porter never met a shot he didn't like. Never, I'm okay with that. If Michael yeah. Porter wants to shoot them out the game, so be it. If Michael Porter, if with, but he ain't been missing though. That's the other thing. Like Michael Porter ain't been missing, except for game two. If Jamal Murray and Jokic have okay nights, because let's be real, if we keep one of them under thirty, hey, we did our job. Because ain't they well, not gonna miss too many. I'm gonna say this. Jokic don't need to score 30. That's the scary part about him. Like, he could have a, a 15-point, 20-rebound, and 21-assist game. Yes, but if he's if Jokic is only scoring 16, that means Jamal Murray had 40. Exactly. And that's, that's yeah, there. So if we can keep him under 30, we did a good job. It's just like that last shot in game six. If, Mar- if Marcus Smart hits the game winner fadeaway three-pointer, hey, I'll live with it. I will live with it. Which just made me sad about that whole last play. I mean, luckily, luckily, the Celtics decided to take game seven off. So, you know, it didn't hurt like I thought it would. Because I was like, yo, y'all, I, now that it's over, we can actually talk. I thought y'all were done. When, 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 when Derek White, that was the most demoralizing loss I've ever seen. Not ever, but like it's one of the most demoralizing losses I've seen in like the last four or five years. I thought y'all were done. Like, look, I thought y'all were done. I'm not gonna lie to you. That play was a sign by the basketball deities that hey, it's not looking good for you because the Heat did everything right. They double teams hate him. They forced the ball away from Brown. They Marcus Smart got the inbound. They made him take a tough fade. For one, he took a fadeaway three. They were only down one. I was about to say, if he if if Derek White, if Max Strews doesn't box Derek White out, or no, he didn't, actually. That's the point. If Max Strews would have uh boxed Derek White out, it would have been a whole nother conversation being spoken about why in the hell is Joe Missoula drawing up plays for Marcus Smart and not Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? That would have been a whole nother conversation. 
But the thing is, you can't blame Struess because Struess was late rotating over because he was coming off the double team to make sure Smart didn't get a good shot off. Exactly. Like, Derek White literally came out of nowhere. Like, you really can't blame anybody for that. And then, we're not going to act like Derek White was crashing the boards or he was going to get the rebound. Derek White just kind of drifted over towards the basket like we do. You've been playing ball, pick up ball, and you know, right. a shot go. You just kind of drift towards the basket because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. He didn't go. He didn't go looking for a tip in. It was just the ball bounced the perfect way at just the right time, and it was an easy tip in. Exactly. That's pretty much what happened. I mean, you, you like game six literally was just out of their control. There was nothing they could have done in that moment. Nothing. And had he hesitated half a second. Max Struess blocks that tippet. Or he doesn't get it off in time. Or he doesn't get off one or the other. So I, I was right there with you. At that point, I was like, that may be a sign that it's over. And it, for everyone who watched the game, the first three, four minutes of the first quarter, he did not play good. They didn't. Even down to the wire. I'm like, bro, they were down by 10 right up until like the final two minutes. It's just something about the final two minutes. Where, where they just decided we're not losing anymore. Duncan Robinson missed two wide-open buckets. And I'm just like, bro, the, especially the one where he took a dribble, you didn't have to take the dribble. Just shoot the ball. You no, know? The, the dribble is for rhythm. I get it. The thing, I couldn't even be mad at Duncan for missing those shots because his threes got us back into the game. Exactly. But so I, it was the one of them, one of them really pissed me off because I'm just like, it was almost the exact same shot Jimmy missed the year before. And I'm just like, bro, y'all are only down one. The modern day NBA kills me with these fast break threes. Bro, I, I was right there with you. I was like, why? Why did you? I get your open. Why? We only need one. But like we said, it all worked out. My thing is, remember I told you after the Bucks lost and how salty I was. You You remember? Um, even in the Knicks, I was like, yo, it, it's fuck Miami until they lose. That's what I said at first. I done came around now. <laughs> I done came around. I want Jimmy to win it. I need Jimmy to win this. Get it out the way for this revenge tour next year. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, it's first of all, Boston, it's time to blow that team up. It is time to blow it up. Jalen Brown has to go, clearly. It isn't working. It hasn't worked. It's three coaches now, three different coaches. It hasn't worked, no matter what you do. That that core has been there for almost 10 years now. A lot of them. Like, I mean, you got to think. I don't know if they're going to blow it up, but there's going to be some changes. Like, for one, Al Horford could retire tomorrow. He got two years left, though. But, yeah, he, he got to go. Al Horford got to go. Robert Williams can't stay healthy. Grant Williams, I mean, he's a free agent. You can let him walk. With his bullet head ass. Robert Williams, is the, Robert Williams is their only big, though. That ain't my fault. <laughs> Should have drafted bigs. So Old-ass Blake Griffin can go. Blake Griffin is on his way out anyway. And then it's like, we already paid Marcus Smart, but we need a real point guard. I don't know if we, anyone else gonna give gonna pay him this contract we already gave him so he's gonna be hard to trade well no smart you can keep smart around smart and smart Derek white jason tatum malcolm brogdon like you can keep them but brown harford williams they got to go both williamses 
you got to find some size somewhere. You know, there's plenty of big men you can draft. Sonoga. Well, no, he's probably not going to be that high. But I mean, uh, who is it? Not, not Chandler. Um, Tristan Thompson is a free agent. And it should stay that way. Don't put him on this team. No, absolutely not. What the hell? Are we, what? No. The only rebound he ever got was Kim Kardashian. I take that back. No, he was a rebounding machine. Let me not play with him like that. But on and off the court. But, um, yeah, I'm going to say uh, if he was younger and wasn't as injury prone and didn't cost an arm and a leg to, 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 to bring in there, I would have said Chris Paul. But he's old and washed. You already struggle in the playoffs. Do you really want a guy who has a history of being hurt in the playoffs? And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, if he wasn't injury prone, because I'm like, you look at it, you would take away the point guard duties from Marcus Smart and allow him to just flow. And then put Chris Paul in there with Tatum. Young Chris Paul, like I said, like this, this, the, the, the current version we saw, like Chris Paul is clearly on his way out the door, too, as well. If but, this was Chris Paul fresh out of Houston, then we, we could we could talk about right. it for sure. But the difference is, though, JB is either going to get paid this summer or dip. And you can't keep him. But you couldn't pay him and Chris Paul, especially because Tatum's extension is next year. Yeah, I'm saying. you. So we're looking at a $300 million Supermax for Tatum. And two hundred million for Brown. That's five hundred million with just two guys. Who, at this point, and you know, with the new CBA, like that would put them in this new super luxury tax situation where they could only sign veteran minimums going forward. So then you really couldn't really sign nobody. So do you want to pay five hundred million dollars for two dudes and just kind of keep the team as it is? This is this is why they should have won. I always say. Everybody is always like, everybody look at a team like when the team gets to the finals and everybody is like, oh, well, they're young. They'll be back. No, you better win when you get there. No, you better win on that first contract. Win on that first contract or second in their case. In their case. And look, I know people want to say Tatum is just 25. He's this. He's that. Tatum been in the league six years. The league, the NBA league average is three. Depending on what study you say, two, two and a half. He has doubled or tripled the average NBA career. Six years? You a vet. I, I, I don't want to hear he's young, he's 25. Dudes get drafted at 19. By 22, they're vets. By 22, they're looking to be a leader on the team. So I don't want to hear he's young, he's this and that. This is the best Jason Tatum is going to be. Yeah, like I said, most most superstars win their first title by 26. Giannis, LeBron, and I believe Steph were all 26 when they won their yeah. first one. And I, someone tried to hit me last night. Jordan was 28. Jordan played for Which a is close enough. That, that's what people – y'all didn't watch the last dance? His teammates were shooting dice and snorting crack. I mean, snorting cocaine before the game. The Bulls were horrible before Jordan got there. Don't let this mystique of the man wearing 23 fool you. I'm going to tell you. The Bulls were ass. And I'm going to tell you. Jordan can lie to us if he want. He was absolutely in there with that booger sugar. He, 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 he can sit here and pretend like he didn't do it. He lying his ass off. I think the only difference is he didn't do it as often. But he did that shit. 
And the other thing, too, everybody think this is the greatness of LeBron. It ain't easy to just go to 10 straight finals. That, that's, not the real, that's not the real world. Most people only get one opportunity of that. And you better win it when you get there. That's why Chris Paul is an example of that. It took him, I think, up until his 18th season before he finally even got the one. And then they blew a 2-0 lead against Giannis and, and the Bucks. And then the next year, everybody thought they were going to get back. And they got embarrassed on their home court against Luka. Then they thought they were going to get back this year with KD. They get embarrassed on their home court against, uh, um, against, uh, against Jokic. And now it's looking like he may never win one. And it's sad to see a man go out like that, an all-time great. And per, to be perfectly honest, a guy who deserves to win. But you, you screwed it up in Houston when y'all decided to shoot 25 straight threes yeah. and, missed, and missed 23 of them. Every, every time I say that, the number changes. But y'all know. It was like 27, which is still insane. After a certain, And the, the Celtics did that, too. They were 0 of 10. They were 0 of 10 after the first quarter. At some point, you got to stop. Shaq said it best. Once we 0 for 10, 0 for 12, I'm punching the next dude who shoot a three in the face. It's like shoot another with you. you ain't, I, the ball ain't the only thing that's going to get shot. Fucking with ball me. ain't the only thing that's going to get dribbled on this floor. Right. If you shoot another fucking three. Put your head a, down and get in that paint. At a certain point, you just have to think, dog, I've missed four in a row. I should probably stop doing this. Make it easy on yourself. You know, get some easy buckets. Get to the free throw line and help yourself out at the charity stripe. Like, help yourself out. Just stop chucking them up. And it's bad threes. It wasn't even, like, rhythm threes. Like, dudes hitting, like, turnaround fadeaway jumpers and and contested jumpers in the corner. It's like it's not even good rhythm. If not even good in the offense threes. Y'all just jacking it. You, and you know what's another thing that piss me that pissed me off about Jason Tatum? I, I, I can't give him too much blame for this game because he was hurt from the get-go and he gutted it out. He just obviously wasn't himself. Right. I'm not gonna put that I'm not gonna put that on it. But one thing that I that pissed me off about Jason Tatum is I think he forgets he's 6'9 sometimes. Like if I have literally half a foot on a dude taller than me. Why am I trying to do all this dribble driving shit? Get your ass on the block and just be bigger than him. That's where I think a lot of younger guys, they forget. You, They think you got to be flashy all the time. You got to do all these moves to get to the basket. It's cool if you can do that. But, bro, sometimes just be bigger, faster, stronger. Jimmy Butler knows how to do it. And, he all, and, he, all, and he all is 6'3", <laughs> which isn't short, yeah. but yeah. Jason Tatum has a solid three, two, three inches on uh, Jimmy Butler. Jason Tatum can easily be 6'10". If, if we lined up Jason Tatum against Bam, I'm not sure which one of them is taller. Right. Bam. I don't know which one is bigger, but I don't know which one is taller, honestly. Bam, a, a solid 6'10". Six, six, he, he easily 6'10". They going to try to lie and say he's 6'11", or whatever. No, that nigga's 6'10", probably 6'9". Nah, see, UD already t- already told me. UD already already spilled the beans. Bam might be six nine and a half at most. Right, he's barely taller than UD. Because even at Kentucky, he wasn't a traditional like five. He was he was a run and gun Dwight Howard type. Like no, he, when when the when Spo talks about Bam's surgence of how he became good, he simply said at Kentucky they ain't let him do nothing. 
We let him do everything. He was a dunker at Kentucky. They just run through him lobs. He was. They basically relegated him to you know because all the talent they had there. Exactly. But that's the thing. I'm like, yo, what is with it? all these six nine, six ten niggas that don't want to use the size that God gave him? Like just a waste of height. I'm trying to be pretty boys, boy. Use that six ten and get in that damn paint. Tatum. Bam honestly didn't have a good offensive series either. But again, if you can control the boards and you're playing good defense, I can live with ta- I can live with ten with twelve, ten, and seven. I can. And my thing is this is where it's gonna come in handy. The Heat are one of the best teams in the league at drawing like offensive fouls, like, you know, charges and stuff. That's where the like the lack of height, that's where they uh, make up for it because they're good defense, you know, um, and that's where they're gonna have to come up strong against Denver because Denver is big as hell. You gonna have to use that height and size and strength against them, which you know you have guys like Lowry, Kevin Love, Bam. They're good at drawing offensive fouls. Jimmy, you know, they're good defenders, but they also can draw offensive fouls. So it's gonna come in handy, you know. And I feel like. People are just not talking about Denver. Even we didn't. We spent 30 minutes talking about Miami right now. You know, Denver has been the best team in the West pretty much since January. Um, they swept. Well, no, they, they came short of sweeping. They were a gentleman sweep against Minnesota. 4-2 against the uh, Phoenix Suns. And sweeping the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Like, these niggas are good. You know, these niggas are good. Now, I do not think there's a lot of people that for some reason seem to have amnesia and just forgot the entire postseason and think that they're just going to run all over Miami. And I'm just like, bro, did y'all not just see the same team beat the top two seeds in the Eastern Conference? One of them, the top seed in the NBA. Like, are we just going to ignore all that for narratives? Are are we going to do that again? You know, this is going to be a good series. I got Miami in six. I, I definitely have. I'm biased. But obviously, I'm biased. I do have Miami in seven, but I will say Denver is a stupid tough matchup. Like we were outsized against Boston, we are really outsized against Denver. And you know what? Michael Porter Jr. has never met a shot he didn't like. But Jokic is there to erase a lot of mistakes, and Jamal Murray can go off for fifty at any given time. So and they've had a lot of risks. There's a lot to unpack. It, it, it's just a lot to unpack, and not to mention some that altitude in Denver is real. And they've had a good week off. <laughs> and that's the that's another thing I'm upset about Miami is they drug this out so long that Denver got a week off. Miami's going to get three days off. It does not. It doesn't equal. So hopefully, it's rust and not rest for Denver. But I have. Jokic ain't a two-time MVP for no reason. Jamal Murray proved in the bubble that he's that guy, and we should even on and off the court. He's had a few injuries the last few years, but he's shown that he belongs in the upper echelon of guards in this in this league. Yeah, this is gonna be a good basketball series. Like anybody that's a hardcore basketball fan, it's just gonna be good basketball. The schemes, I'm looking forward to this matchup for the scheming, the way these coaches draw plays up. Just good old-fashioned basketball, not a bunch of threes. Like, these dudes be in here jacking like a lonely nigga on a Friday night. 
you know, but not these two teams. You know, I'm I'm, I'm here for some Thanks. good basketball. Even if it's ugly basketball, I'm here for good basketball. And fuck all the people. We'll get to that later. Anyway, yeah, shout out to Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy G Buckets, and the G stand for getting. And shout out to the Joker. We're gonna have this a hell of a matchup coming up. Who keeps doing Joker things, and we gonna see how the Heat can match up. Why so fucking serious? We have reached my favorite part of the show. It's a segment I like to call Big Time Plays of the Day, dedicated to all of the biggest headlines of the week. You know, and it's been a lot going on, obviously, with the finals and, you know, other things. But we have another South Florida representative playing for a championship this week on the ice. Somehow, hockey in South Florida is a thing. The Florida Panthers swept the Hurricanes. Matthew Kachuk is playing his ass off. And now they're going up against the Las Vegas Knights who are in their second Stanley Cup since they became a team back in 2018 or whatever year it was. And yeah. The the Knights have only listed five or so years. Yeah, two of the five they've been in the finals. So it's, you know, and they, the the Stars almost came back. It was was 3-0 and then they won two straight and then they got their asses handed to them on a silver platter two nights ago so you know vegas knights florida panthers in dallas in dallas vegas knights and florida panthers you know it's got to be that green it's got to be the green to blow definitely the green it's definitely the green you know green's my favorite color but like damn might want to switch it up yeah, but yeah, like I said, Matthew Kachuk, that dude is different. I don't even watch hockey like that, but I'm like, every time I look up this nigga beating somebody on a goal, he's scoring in overtime, like multiple overtime. Every time they need a goal in overtime or getting ready to be overtime, it's just different. I don't know how you he know, keeps doing this. You know what it is? Why we're not good at hockey? I blame toxic masculinity of why more Americans, specifically black people, don't do hockey because when you hear ice skating, we get insulted. You get made fun of. Like if you tell you know, if you were to hang out with your boys and like, hey bro, let's go ice skating, they would just look at you like, who the fuck do you think we are? Some dudes would call it gay. They do all this and that. I'm like, bro, that's that's hockey. First of all, it's just like if you can't run, you can't play football. If you can't ice skate, good, you can't play hockey. Now, roller skating, we're down with that. We're down with a good roller skating session. Ice skating is where it's like, hold the fuck up, yo. Go ahead with that gay shit. We're good with roller skating, but we not good with ice skating. When it's the same thing, different service. Niggas be in the ice skating, be doing whole routines. I be in there, they be in here dancing, doing just getting down and dirty with it. But ice skating is where we draw the line. It's like, hold the hell up, hold up. Hold up, hold up, Harpo. Ice skating is where we draw the line, you know. Ice skating is so majestic and shit, and we forget. Y'all watched Roll Bounce when 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 Bow Wow fell, trying to do that final move. That's an ice skating move. Yeah, what's that girl's name? The the one that got uh, her 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 leg beat in. Uh, shoot, that, that's that's Young Magoo. That's Chrissy Young Magoo. Yeah, I believe it was her. Yeah, and then Tanya Harding beat her ass with the thing. Yeah, she did that. Move. That, that triple X, yeah. I, hockey, I've been to a hockey game, 
It's entertaining. It's like basketball and soccer, but it's so fast. You almost don't know what's going on. So hockey is definitely one of those things where you just you fall in love with the atmosphere. It's violent. It, it, it's fast paced. And it's just like, what that nigga ass. Yeah, we got this. It's a physical game. And it's black just, people used to be violent. It's like being gla- it's like watching gladiators on, on, on ice. And black people, we love hockey jerseys. We love hockey jerseys. Don't none of us watch the sport, though. While we're on the subject of playoffs and championships, I believe we're at the end of one dynasty. You know, um, Golden State Warriors, the architect of the dynasty, the man that drafted Clay, Draymond, and Steph, and a bunch of others, Jordan Poole, several of them. The man who oversaw all of that, Bob Myers, has announced that he's stepping down. At age 48, this nigga walking away. I don't know if he's walking away from the NBA or just the Warriors, but like he's, 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 the, the head of the snake is down. And you know what they say, kill the head and the body will die. So we'll see what happens. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen to Golden State. They're clearly on the decline and age is a real thing. Father Time is still undefeated. He took a few L's along the way. He lost a few battles. He has yet to lose a war, though. Right. Yet like, to lose a war. We can all agree that the James Wiseman draft clearly didn't work out like anybody thought it would. But, like we said, I mean, you win four championships, you, you go to, like, two or three others. No, not that many. You, you went to... I think you went... No, no, you went... You, you win four, you, you went to, like, six. You know, so... You know, he brought KD in there a couple years ago to help kind of extend it. You know, he, he he's done a lot of good there. Like R. Kelly said, age ain't nothing but a number. Um, and you see where it led. <laughs> exactly. So you got to, <laughs> they, they got to figure some things out. Now, the one thing is they look like they're going to promote from within. Um, the owner's son might get, you know, elevated to president and GM and whatnot. So we know how that goes. Um, so maybe that we'll see what happens though because you know like we said this new CBA you can't keep both Clay and Draymond it, it doesn't look like they're going to keep both of them or maybe Jordan Poole gets traded like we it, it's been a lot of theories floating out there but the thing is Steph Curry is still one of the best in the NBA and he doesn't look like he's on the decline as much as the other ones are so you gotta extend that window of, his style of play can extend past their their primes well clay had clay not been hurt the last few years he you probably wouldn't be as far in the decline as he is draymond draymond is what he always has been but when you're a top-notch defender and your quickness starts to fade and even now back in the dizzy back in the beginning of the warriors even draymond would hit open threes they wouldn't just let it let it fly like if you were given the choice Obviously, I'll take Draymond over Clay or Steph to shoot the three. But now it's like, fuck it. I don't even care if Draymond shoots. So the point of it is a new GM at this point, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of a lot to figure out because the Steph Curry days are clearly numbered. And the core of these guys is there's no telling it could fall apart at any second. So now you have to you have to find do I want to continue this Steph Curry S style? I mean, it's hard to it's hard to replace the greatest shooter ever. 
And not to mention, not to mention, Bob Myers is just the first domino. Steve Kerr is up for a contract next year. You got to figure out, do you want to bring him back? You know, like, it ain't even just about Steph and Clay and Draymond. Like, yo, you got Steve Kerr up for a contract next year. Like, Bob Myers already walked away. So it's really, you know, it could be some dark days ahead in in the Bay Area. It will. And now that you brought up Steph Curry, I mean, uh, Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr was brought in after Mark Jackson specifically to get the most out of Steph Curry because Steve Kerr himself was an all time great shooter. So and a five time champion with the Steph, also a five time champion. Yes, with the Bulls um, and the Spurs. It's with Steve Kerr. Is are his days numbered? I mean, I Steve Kerr at this point has the Eric Spolstra uh, level. He, they will never fire him. They'll ju- they'll either strongly suggest him to just walk away, or he'll walk away himself. But he'll never be fired. He's done too much. Right. He's done a lot. He's done a lot. So now it's with the new GM. Do you? find a new approach to basketball in general because the odds of them finding another Steph Curry are less than slim to none. Uh, no way in hell. <laughs> that, that, that's the odds. Ain't no odds. And, and then, Steph Curry is the only reason this offense works. Right. He is the only reason this offense works. Yeah, yeah, Draymond is cool. He he made some, a small ball center thing for real, but the only reason it's for real is because you got to keep them extra guys on the court to guard Steph ass. Right, and he runs around a lot. He's not a, so, like a lot of these niggas now that shoot threes. They're very stationary. They stand in place and wait for the ball to come to them. It's not a lot of ball movement. Steph runs. Exactly. You know how how we running around say, like a gerbil, just scurrying. You know how we say you gotta you gotta have enough bodies to throw at Giannis. You gotta have enough bodies to chase Steph around all day. You gotta and have the stamina. To- shit. Uh, I remember LeBron was saying it was either LeBron or um, no, it was Iman Shepard. Iman Shepard was saying Delhi was dying chasing Steph around. That Damn near season. died. They had to put that man in the ice bath. Because Steph doesn't stop moving. He doesn't stop moving. This man was worst, on few. The worst part is it ain't like Steph is, you know, he ain't John prime John Wall who just so damn fast. He's not sprinting everywhere. It's just the fact he doesn't stop. He run around like a little kid. He got the energy of a toddler. But he doesn't really know because he's 35 now. So even that eventually you like, yo. But yeah, we'll see. The Warriors, man, it's, it's a lot that they got to figure out. But like, if it is the end, it was a good run. But everything, all good things come to an end at some point. Like, it, it wasn't going to last, last forever. At some point, you know, age, whether it's age or financial stuff or punching your teammate in the face and knocking his ass out cold in front of the entire country. All type of things can happen to mess up a dynasty. Dynasties aren't meant to last. They're just not. No. Because dynasties are fight, are always fighting against father time. Right. And you, like, like I said a second ago. Or they're fighting they against their teammates in Draymond's case. Yeah. Either either or. You either or. Win some battles. You ain't never going to win the war. Right. And if you do think so, you're playing yourself. Much like these next people on this next segment. 
You played yourself dedicated to the people that should have sat down and just ate their food, whatever. And I got to tell you, I, I was about to bring it up earlier, but I decided to wait because dedicating a nice little segment to it. I'm going to tell all of you people out there that think that somehow this matchup in the NBA Finals is somehow devalued because it's not. All the people that are mad and boohooing and crying and complaining that we don't get to see a Lakers-Celtics series and that whatever, all of you respectfully, shut the hell up. Because you know you're going to watch anyway. And plus, it's lazy. It's lazy takes. I've seen nothing but lazy takes. People sitting here, like Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated, had the nerve to say, the Nuggets are just not a compelling team to write about. There's nothing interesting about You as a media member to go on a podcast and say some wild shit like that is kind of just crazy, bro. It's your job to find shit to talk about. And Jokic, Jokic literally, is so many things. He's from Serbia. You know, he got horses. He got two hood niggas for brothers. <laughs> you know? Like, that was in the trenches in Serbia, and they probably kept him out the street. Like, it's just so many direct... You got a two-time MVP who's looking to take the next step. A two-time MVP who's literally the most unstoppable force we've probably seen since Tim Duncan. And to add to the fact, he's arguably the least athletic guy in the league. Right. He couldn't jump over a crack in the sidewalk. Like, the only reason he can dunk is because he's seven foot three inches tall. And I don't even think he can dunk that like that. So it's like, you got that. Then you got Jamal Murray, two consecutive back-to-back ACL tears, and now this man is out here dropping 40 and 50 on people's heads. And it ain't stopped him a lick. It did not stop him. He was crying on the bus because he thought he was going to get traded. You got a team in Michael Porter Jr., who had back surgeries, looked like a bust for the longest time, and now he's finally coming around. Aaron Gordon was wasting his years away in Orlando, and now he's one of the best role players in the NBA. with Kyrie Irving and Uncle Drew. Getting robbed in dunk contests by Zach Levine. That was the highlight of his career at one point. You know, Jamal Murray got caught in the, in the, in the bubble on Instagram Live with an IG model. <laughs> You know, if you want scandal, you got that part. Drop a 50 and then let this nuts hang on the IG model's face. There's, if you don't like this series, just say you don't like basketball. You only like highlights. You only like, you That's- like hot take narratives. You you want think pieces. Oh, LeBron's legacy. Oh, the quest for 18. You want the easy low hanging fruit. It's so much more nuanced to this. Then on the other side, you got Jimmy freaking Butler. Everybody's favorite underdog story. I think that's something that the rest of the world is kind of trying to forget since they made it to the finals. This is an eighth seed. That was 10 minutes away from not even being here. They are not supposed to be here. So, and they beat the, the Bucks had the best record in the league this year, correct? They beat the number one team in the NBA, in the Milwaukee Bucks, in five games. And I don't give a damn. All the people talking about Giannis was hurt for two games. He played in the last two when he got his ass busted. And I'm a, and I'm a Giannis fan. I'm the biggest Giannis fan out there. First of all, I don't want to hear about injuries to nobody. Nobody. Like the Heat didn't lose two very, very important pieces super early in the playoffs. People always want to act like injuries are not a part of the game. Like whenever injuries happen, people always want to put asterisks next to stuff. And it's like, bro, injuries happen. It's sports. Like you, you hate that it does, but it still does. Get get over it. Get, get over, over it. yourself. Yeah. How do 
The Heat have are playing seven undrafted guys. Haywood Highsmith would not be on anybody's starting roster in the playoffs besides Miami. And there's no disrespect to him. And gave Jason Tatum fits on defense. Was giving the buckets on offense, too. Man, Jason Tatum, Highsmith came in first 30 seconds of the game. Tatum tried to take him to the rack. Highsmith said, fuck you. Boop. Picks Lock his, his shit up. And that was before he got hurt. That was before he got hurt. He, Highsmith was playing no game. And he only played nine minutes and had that big an impact. Exactly. But this is the point we're making. You see how we're coming up with this. Like, yo. They were, we're 10 minutes away. Them. Miami was 10 minutes away from losing to Chicago and not even being in the playoffs. Future Hall of Famer, uh, Max Contract point guard Kyle Lowry has been moved to the bench for undrafted free agent Gabe Vincent. And nobody has complained. No one has said a word. He has taken his role and done the best with it. Double cheeked up, Kyrie La- Kyle Lowry. Double cheeked up. And is happy to do it because he wants to win. That's another story that you can fucking have. Also, let's Caleb Martin might be the most interesting story. This man was in Charlotte, and then his best friend Jay Cole, Jermaine, Jermaine. Cole, called Jermaine. the assistants for the Miami Heat to get him a tryout to go play not for just, Miami. Not just any assistant, Karan Butler. Karan Butler. He called Jay Cole called up Karan Butler and said, "My guy uh, Caleb Martin is available," and he and he told him to come down to an open practice they were having, and he got signed on the spot. And now he was two votes away from probably being MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals. Tell me again how this is not an interesting series. Tell me again. I believe he got four out of the five, four out of the nine votes. So he didn't lose by that much. Exactly. Honestly, nobody should have been upset had he won it instead of Jimmy. Obviously, we knew Jimmy was going to win it, but he deserved some votes. He deserved his credit. If How any of them, if any of them three, the, that three game stretch when Jimmy was not showing up, Caleb was balling, but Caleb they lost it. all three games. So you couldn't give it to him. So I don't. If you don't like this, if you can't find anything interesting, you're one bad at your job. And two, you're not two, looking hard enough. Not looking hard. Three, you just don't like basketball. And you four, just if it's not the Lakers or or the Warriors or the Knicks, you're you're just lazy. Y'all want to talk all the time about shallow ass legacy talk that don't be having no nuance to it. Just say legacy. Just y'all just want the hot takes and the easy low picking stuff. Like, oh, is Anthony Davis or LeBron's legacy more at stake here? It's just stupid shit. Like, instead of actual real stuff. Like, it's just so many stories that we can just rattle off. But y'all are just too damn lazy. You know? But let's not. Are, are we forgetting that Jokic is arguably in his prime right now and has already rattled off a Hall of Fame career? Exactly. He's right where Giannis was when he won his first ring. Giannis has already racked up a Hall of Fame career, and we talk about him. Why we don't talk about The only reason we don't talk about Jokic the same way we talk about Giannis is because Jokic runs about as fast as somebody grandma. I was about to say, Giannis is a fucking freak of nature. <laughs> no, but, no pun needed, because yeah. we all know his name. Right, and you're freaking the sheets, too, as he always lets us know. Get off yeah. of her. Get off of that woman, bro. Three kids... Get off of her. Bro, the blowjob button? Get off of her. Give her a night off. Good Lord. 
All right, let's stop doing that. Anyway, um, like, let me see. All right, you, we got to talk about Lonzo Ball. Somehow he made the show because it may look like we talk about from Hall of Fame careers to a career barely being over before it began. Lonzo Ball might never play basketball again. As someone who has knee problems, I feel for him. And the sad truth about all of this, Lonzo is a product of the generation of basketball he grew up in. Because kids simply play too much fucking basketball. Basketball is hard on your joints. All that hardwood is not good for your joints and your ligaments. Kids don't take breaks anymore. They feel the need to play basketball year round. So many guys don't play other sports to develop other muscles and other parts of their body that would help their overall athleticism. Lonzo was the beginning of that generation where all they did was hoop year round and they didn't do nothing else. And not to mention he was wearing his father's raggedy ass shoes. And his, his raggedy ass shoes probably did not help. But we, we talk about all these, not even just great NBA guys. We talk about all these great athletes throughout history who played multiple sports. The late, great Jim Brown, RIP, was arguably a better lacrosse player than he was a football player. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson, who was a great track star. Um, we forget... People forget about the legend of Jim Thorpe because we don't have any video evidence. Jim Thorpe was great at football, lacrosse, track. There, there's so many great athletes. Hell, one of the reasons Jimmy Butler is so successful is because he's stronger than a lot of people because he played football growing up. Yeah, Andre Hopkins. But a lot of guys are like that because they play different sports. They get different forms of athleticism. But the the past few, probably kids now from really it started with our generation for where everything became specialized. It started with became, it wasn't as frequent with us, but like the generation right after ours, like our brothers and sisters, that's when it really started. Yeah, you'd be having all these seven on seven leagues in football. You'd be having AAU and basketball, and it's like on top of the fact that it don't teach you nothing, it's wear and tear. And that's why you got guys having low management at 27. And even the NBA did a study that guys coming into the league have knees like they're 30 now because there's so much wear and tear on them because all they do is play basketball. Like guys are playing basketball from the time school lets out to fucking October. And then most of their most of their actual high school seasons start mid mid end of October, uh, November, or something like that. It's just, so it's... It's a lot. It's just stupid. It, it, doing too much. Like, at 21, you shouldn't be having knee problems. You're 21. You shouldn't. The, the most knee problems you should be having is, hey, I need to put these things on ice because, hell, I just ran all day. And it's one thing is different when you talk because tall niggas just have knee problems anyway. Like Yao Ming and... And everything, all of them. Yeah. Everything is more. Everything is worse when you're big. And Lonzo. Well, it depends not, on what we're talking about. But. Well, he's not big by NBA standards because he's six five. No, that's, that's regular. You, that, that's not what I was. He, he didn't catch I, I wasn't. I wasn't going there. Oh, okay. I'm a, yeah, no. Not dirty. Uh, <laughs> he's six five. By regular human standards, he's a fucking giant. Yeah. 
a big ass nigga. Like this pterodactyl Victor Wembanyama that's coming in. So, and look, Victor Wembanyama, he has one football, one foot injury, bro. That's it for a year. And the thing with them, the, the, the scary part with him is like, yo, Yao Ming was a tank at seven six, and he still had problems. Victor is a damn tree. He he's built like he's built like Kevin Durant. Yeah, at least Yao Ming was a tank, and he was seven six, and he didn't last past like four or five years. Because foot problems, when you're seven foot, humans not supposed to be that big. Yeah, Yao is not supposed to be that big. Yao is different. Niggas don't remember about Yao. Yao is different. Yao used to give Shaq buckets. And he laughs about it. Cause even Shaq would not deny hey, Yao was Yao was something serious. Yao was cold. But imagine a man giving you buckets and does not speak your language. Probably calling you a nigga and you don't even know it. Like, it's one thing to not speak your language. It's one thing to speak Spanish. Because, like, most Americans have heard enough Spanish to know, like, hey, this motherfucker insulted me. Chinese? I don't know what a Chinese insult sound like. Right. I remember Lucas said that he gets past insulting the refs by speaking in, like, Serbian and Slovenian. Like, because he knows, like, 15 to, like, five languages. And he said he gets around technicals by cussing them out in, like, Slovenian or Lithuanian or whatever. So, it's like, that's, that's hilarious. I love it. But now they're gonna be watching. I would. I can't say I wouldn't either. If I oh yeah. Language, I'd be I'm like you, bitch. <laughs> like yeah. No, especially especially Scott Foster. Especially Scott Foster. But anyway, especially. Moving on. Well played. Jimmy Butler has had one of the most memorable runs in recent playoff history, and now he's cashing in. He. I figured he would he would f- trademark Jimmy buckets, but instead he trademarked Hemi buckets. Hemi Buckets is now a registered trademark under Jimmy Butler, and he is going to be doing a lot of things with it, apparently. I saw that he is going to be, um, he's going to be doing stuff like uh, coffee, beer, soda, bottled water, obviously clothing, and coffee cups, which is something he started in the bubble, for people that remember, because he had the coffee that he was selling for like $20. Big face coffee. Big face coffee. Now you got Hemi Buckets. Like, it's different. This man different. He on a different wavelength right now. Jimmy. So many legendary feats about this run. Like, just all the stories that keep coming out. Like, apparently Coco Golf said that he predicted this well before and was trying to get her tickets early. They had the flight booked to Denver before Game 7. Like, I mean, you just keep hearing all of this stuff that keeps coming. Everything about this is legendary. They need to get it done so we can put the bow on this. Jimmy is ignorant as hell. We're going to get him on the podcast one day. Because did you ever hear the story of why Jimmy likes country music. I got to I got to rehash it, but no. I want to be with you. That jump. That jump though. But so Jimmy liked country music because he was annoyed by niggas wearing like beat type headphones and playing their shit out loud. Oh, okay. They were playing their shit out loud, being annoying. And Jimmy was actually nice about it in the beginning. He was like, hey, bro, can you turn? What, what's the point of having that and not wearing them on your ear? And yeah, the stupid. other guys were like, worry about what, don't worry about what I'm listening to. Don't do this and that. And Jimmy was like, okay. He got a pair of, I think he said they were beats. I don't know exactly, but they were, you know, the over the ear headphones. And he just played annoying country music that none of the guys liked. And they were like, man, turn that shit off. Turn that shit off. And Jimmy's like, nah, don't don't worry about what I'm listening to. (laughs) And then he said, I actually started listening to the lyrics. I was like, oh, I kind of like this. So he started liking 
country music because he's a troll. Everything born comes by accident. You know, it's just a thing. You get hobbies that way. You gotta love it. It is truly on brand of Jimmy Butler. That's truly on brand. Gotta love it. But yeah, shout out to Hemi Buckets, Jimmy Buckets, whatever you want to call them. But we have wrapped this episode up, you know, much like the Boston Celtics season. And uh, yeah, want to shout out Jamal for coming on board. You know, D1 Ignite University residing in the 305 for the next week and a half. You know. In case you don't know, 305 we ride Heat Nation. Check us out on the D1 Eden University podcast. We have plenty of episodes, plenty of shit talking, and plenty of fun. Captain Scully's on there most of the time anyway. Two for one. I got to link two up again because it's been a minute. We ain't, we ain't done an episode in a minute, but yeah. Y'all check out D1 Eden University on all streaming platforms. They reside in Texas normally, but for this month, they're going to be in Miami. Um, so. 305, undisclosed locations. Undisclosed locations live on set. But yeah, we gotta go, so we're gonna see y'all when we see y'all. Deuces. We out.